0: Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more, ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more, got each other on our side, plus all the folks at FRIED, the burnout podcast with Kate Donovan. You're listening to season six of FRIED, the burnout podcast with your host, Kate Donovan. FRIED exists to hashtag end burnout culture, to help listeners release any shame, blame, guilt, or judgment that you have about burning out, and to create spontaneous moments of healing through recognition of shared humanity with other people who have experienced burnout and lived to tell the tale. FRIED and its associated Facebook group are free resources provided for you from our hearts. Our paid work includes keynote speaking and one-on-one coaching. You can find information about that at katedonovan.com. And now, here is this week's Healing Hacked episode. This episode of Fried is sponsored by our partners at Culey.ai. Do you wish that there was like a bot that told you what healthy habits you needed the same way ads pop into your Facebook feed before you even know that you want to buy something? Culey does just that. Using a combo of your input plus some magical AI tech, Culi tracks your energy, your calendar, your habits, and uses those to send you Calendar, Slack, Microsoft Teams, or Google Chrome reminders about drinking water, taking walks, stretching at your desk, and much, much more. Culi can be used by individuals or by teams to watch for burnout red flags, look for energy patterns, and build healthy habits. Fried listeners can get Kewley's pro plan, and I've seen the back end, it's worth it, for the price of one fancy coffee a month. A worthy investment in your long-term health. Just head to Kewley.ai forward slash fried to get this awesome offer. Hello, Fried fam. Recently in the Facebook group, the idea of feeling numb during burnout came up. The question more or less was, am I the only one... Do other people experience this? And the short answer was yes. Within an hour, there are about 15 comments on this post just to show you how fast people were saying, Yes, yes, I'm experiencing this too. This was part of my experience. What I want to bring light to is that when we look at the current World Health Organization definition of burnout, it is, and I quote, characterized by three dimensions feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion increased mental distance from one's job or feelings of negativism or cynicism related to one's job, and reduced professional efficacy, end quote. That tells us that right within the basic definition of burnout, we're looking at what they're calling mental distance. In the working definition of burnout as it currently exists, which I personally find to be incomplete, it tells us that mental distance is about work. What I've found is that that sense of disconnectedness, that separation from life, occurs across the entire life spectrum. It's not just about work. It falls into your family and your friends, too. Plenty of people that I've talked to through the years, both on Friday and personally in one-on-one coaching or in the back of a room after a speaking event, have told me that a major factor in their deciding to heal from burnout was noticing that they didn't feel much, if anything— for their children and her partner, and it scared them. Part of my own personal story was that I was working with patients who I adored on a personality level, but I couldn't be bothered to care about their experience. That was a really, really big sign for me that something here is not right. If I can't be engaged in the people that I actually love and am here to serve, something's wrong. I've seen burnout be behind a number of divorces, some of them necessary and ending up doing both partners a whole lot of good, and some of them unnecessary and painful and leaving both people without any true gain. My husband told me years after my recovery that during my burnout, he considered that our marriage might not make it. I, during that time, honestly, wasn't even thinking about our marriage because I was so tied up in my own experience and what I was going through that I was taking my marriage for granted and just assuming that it would be there. This distance, this numbness, this inability to feel close or connected to people is often in a strange overlap place with depression. There have been some talks in the burnout world about whether or not there are two types of burnout, one with a higher tendency toward depression and the other with a higher tendency toward anxiety. As someone who sits on the anxiety side of the spectrum, I think this is probably likely, but we don't currently have a ton of support in the research just yet to say this for 100% sure. So all of these things, burnout, numbness, depression, and anxiety, kind of lead up to a question. Should I be medicated? if this is just burnout do i need anti-anxiety or antidepressive medications here's my take on that there's no such thing as just burnout burnout is an overarching problem that affects every part of your existence and that means your mental health If burnout is adding to a natural tendency or a previous condition of anxiety or depression, go talk to your psychiatrist, and if they offer medication, try it. As an acupuncturist during school, we, or maybe not we, I got caught up in this idea that most medication can be avoided. And a lot of people I know in the Chinese medicine world are pretty anti-prescription overall. Over time, I've learned to realize that this is not really my stance. I know the research that says that exercise, good food, proper rest, and building a a support community are just as good for depression as medication, if not better in some cases. But I also think that it is absolutely bonkers that we would ask someone who is depressed to try and do those things. (laughs) Like, you don't have the wherewithal when you're burnt out or depressed to engage in your life in that way. So if you need medication to be able to do the things that you need to do to improve your situation and you've been diagnosed and you've been offered a prescription, you should at least try it. I know a lot of people wait on the medication thing because they're afraid. And there's this idea that If you can get through it without medication, somehow you're stronger. And I just want to dispel that belief completely. Do not try to hero your way through burnout by being tough and not relying on options that could make it easier for you. I've had people say that they felt like taking medications during their recovery was cheating. And I used to brush that off and say, so what? Then cheat. Like, who cares? And then I had a realization that this idea of cheating and making things easier for myself is something that I often brush off to and I avoid using in my own life in a million different areas, even in really stupid places like playing the game Two Dots on my phone. It's this stupid game that I use for breaks sometimes when I need to think through something without thinking about it directly. I tend to play a lot just before I write. It gives my very busy brain a way to be occupied while I'm still working shit out in the background. On this game, you can buy quote-unquote help, extra lives, boosts that make the level that you're playing easier, whatever it happens to be. I find myself not buying them, and if I earn them, I barely use them because I think that I should be able to get through the level without using any of the props. (laughs) It's a game on my phone. It made me think when I noticed that I was doing this about a year ago about all the things in my life that if I had just allowed them to be easier, would have been easier. (laughs) Just like, what have I been making more difficult for the sake of proving something to absolutely no one because no one knows that I did it without the help, unless I then make it a point to tell people, which takes the same amount of energy as it probably would have to just get the thing done. So it's just a, a weird, awkward space. Like this is sort of leftover nonsense for me from school and from places in my life that I have privilege and places in my life that I don't have privilege. I remember growing up and thinking that, you know, people that had money that could do certain things had it luckier, so when I had extra money to spend, I wouldn't use it to help myself because there are people that don't have money to help themselves, so why do I deserve to get the help and go through this whole sort of spiel? Like, I've always figured it out before. I should be able to do it alone now, too. And I just want you to stop if this is you, too. If you find yourself in this place of, well, I could get this help. I could afford this help. I can find the things that I need. I have access to good insurance, I can get a psychiatrist, I can afford coaching, I can do the things I need to do, but I'm not going to do them because it's not fair or because somebody else can't or something. I want you to ask yourself if there is truly a reason that you should not take advantage of every advantage that you have, who does it help? for you to not use things that you have at your disposal? Does anyone benefit from you saying no to things that could help you? I have been working through this a lot in this past year, and it's not until now that I've been able to make this episode because I've really had to untangle this in my own world before I started talking to you about it. What I realize is the more that I use my privileges to my advantage, The more I can serve the people I'm here to serve. The better I feel and the better my life becomes, the more energy I have to pour into this work and into this community. And my business structure includes social justice within it, right? For instance, you're listening to Fried. This is for you free. This for me costs multiple thousands of dollars a year to produce plus time. When I added up, the amount of time and money together that I'm spending creating this, it comes to an amount that a low-level worker makes on a yearly basis. That's how much it costs me to make this. And I'm not saying that to say anything about money. I'm saying that to say that I can create this because of privileges that I have And because other privileged people pay me to do this work. Because of that, I can create this podcast every single week and get it out to thousands of people across the world, 20,000 people a month, if we're to believe the statistics. And I can run a Facebook group that's free and answer people's questions. And I can gift four hours of my time. Every single month for free office hours where people can come and ask any question at all. I can not charge for initial consults where we're finding out if it's the right match for us to work together. I can do all of those things because I take care of myself and use other advantages to my advantage because I use my privileges. I cannot reach back and build a business that has a social justice arm. If I'm not fueled financially, energetically, et cetera. So I want you to really ask yourself if you not getting the help that you need is benefiting anyone. And if you did get the help that you needed, how many people could eventually benefit? So say you are a nurse or a teacher or a doctor or even working in a corporate office. How many lives can you influence in a positive way if you use the resources at your disposal to get through this burnout as quickly as possible? How much would it change your children's lives? How much would it change your husband's life? How much would it change your patients, your clients, your coworkers' lives? For you to take care of you. Fried fam, how often have you heard me tell you to update your mugs or the blanket on your couch? I am so thrilled right now to tell you that I am now partnering with Bearaby, that's B-E-A-R-A-B-Y, to bring you the most comfortable and most comforting blankets on the market. Barabee offers a variety of weighted blankets, including the tree napper, which is a cooling option for those who get too hot, the velvet napper, which is made of ocean-bound plastic bottles. Plus, they make the Hugget, a sensory knot pillow that will help you find calm, reduce anxiety, and bring your nervous system into a more regulated state. If I were you, I'd get one yesterday. You can find them on Instagram at mybarabee, or online at bearaby.com. That's B-E-A-R-A-B-Y.com, and that will be in the show notes. The basic message here is this. If you have access to making something better for yourself, take it, use it, get your energy back, spend that money, honey, and get that prescription that's covered by your insurance. Take every single advantage that you have, and then when you're feeling strong enough and fulfilled enough and happy enough, Spread that shit around like wildfire. If you've been suspecting that you might need medication or you absolutely need a coach or a therapist, this is your sign, your permission, your encouragement to go get it. Do not put it off any longer. At least, at the very least, give it a whirl. What would happen if it allowed you to make the changes you've been struggling to make for years? What if it gave you the power to really live the way you want to live? So this is for any medication, any help, anything that you've been holding back on, that you actually have the resources to do. I'm not anti-medication. I'm not anti-therapy. I am... Pro-medication when it's necessary. I am pro-therapy almost all the time for most people. <laughs> if you need trauma work, you need a therapist that knows trauma work. And I know not all therapists know trauma work. And I know there are some people that do trauma work well that are not therapists. However, we need to be careful with who we trust with ourselves, especially when we're working on these things. And it is tech usually good to work with someone that has a solid qualification behind them. So we're still in the beginning-ish of this year, and I want you to really think about what resources you have and can use to help you get through this faster and then use the shit out of them, because you being burnt out is serving no one. You deserve better, and everyone around you deserves better, too. The better you are, the better we all are. The more you're not burnt out, the less burnout culture we have around us. The more people that heal, the more people will heal. Your healing is important, not just for you. It's important for you first. But it matters for all of us. I don't want you to heal just so that you feel better. I want you all to heal because I know that the more people that heal, the more people that will heal. We don't end burnout culture by making a massive culture shift. We end burnout culture by not participating in it anymore. We don't participate in it anymore when we heal. So use your advantages, every single one you've got, so that you can reach behind you and pull the next person up in any way that you can, in any way that you serve even if it's just by existing and bringing good energy with you when you go to the grocery store. That counts. All right? Okay. Can't wait to discuss this one in the Facebook group. Let me know what your thoughts are. What's going through your mind? What hit you? What didn't? What are you going to do for yourself? I want to know all the things. All right. Until next time